0: Welcome to another edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Cleveland.com's tribe beat writer, Paul Hoynes. Paul, good to hear from you again. How you doing, Joe? Uh, doing real well. Uh, got out of that uh, Texas heat and back yeah, home uh, this week, and it's been uh, – it, it's been a nice 92 degrees as opposed to 115 out there at the ballpark.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll 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 wake you up in the morning, won't it?
0: <laughs> right. Well, and the Indians, you know, bats uh, sort of cooled off the beginning of this week uh, against Pittsburgh, but Trevor Bauer seemed to be the cure there uh, coming in to, uh, throwing seven shutout innings on Wednesday and, and really sort of uh, you know, getting the Indians back on track against a good Pittsburgh team.
1: Yeah, just a great outing by Bauer. Um You know, this was, uh, you know, really a hot Pittsburgh team, the hottest team in baseball. They'd won 11 straight, I think, 13 of their last 14. And they were just – they outscored the Indians in the first two – in the first two games, 11 to, I think, one in the first two innings of the first two games. So those games were over, like, before they began. And Bauer came out, shut them down, and, uh, you know, just did a great job. And I think there's probably a debate now, Joe – Who's the top? Uh, who's the number one starter on this staff? Is it Bauer or is it Corey Kluber? You know, that's. Uh, I think that's. You know, and, and the Indians are very very fortunate to have two pitchers like that and a couple guys like Carrasco and and Clevenger and uh, Beaver behind them.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a luxury to be able to to think about you know the possibility of if the playoffs started tomorrow, would you start Trevor Bauer on the road in Boston or Houston? And, and be able to bring back Corey Kluber maybe in game three for, for a game at, uh, at Progressive Field. That, that, that's a, a very real possibility. I, yeah,
1: definitely. I think, you know, with, especially with Kluber, you know, he's told reporters he's trying to uh, get his mechanics uh, fine-tuned. He's, he's fallen into some bad habits, and uh, maybe because of that sore knee or just because of, uh, you know, how he had to try to pitch around it, now he says the knee is okay, but his uh, the habits remain. So I think he's going to have to need he's he'll probably need a couple two or three four more starts to get uh, to get settled. That providing you know he he's healthy. Uh,
0: just getting back to uh, Bauer's outing yesterday, he he really sort of went to his curveball more uh, and 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 was really effective against the the Pittsburgh hitters. He really had them guessing, and he even said in his post game, you know, he felt kind of silly when he he resorted to uh, throwing a couple of fastballs and, and got hit. He only got he only gave up two hits, but when he did, he he, he wasn't commanding the ball as well in the strike zone, and it, really the curveball was what what saved him uh, on on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, that's his best pitch, really, Joe. And you know, he's been able to throw that. I think since you know. You know, said probably high school for strikes. He feels most comfortable with that pitch, um, and uh, I think the uh, the Pirates hitters were so aggressive, so aggressive early in the count, and uh, they really turned around a uh, Kluber, Kluber's uh, you know fastball, and and uh, I'm trying to th- who uh, Cle- Bieber, who, Bieber, yeah. I mean they really you know they caught they really were swinging early. They were swinging at strikes and. And uh, the, the curveball from Bauer offered a great change of pace, really put him in a position to uh, you know, dominate a, a very, very hot lineup.
0: And the other uh, big development out of Wednesday's game was the use of the two new additions in the bullpen. Adam Simber came in in the uh, eighth inning after Bauer had given up a leadoff hit uh Simber gave up a single and then got a ground ball double play which is what he's there for the the submarine delivery and the, the 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 high ground ball rate uh he got a ground ball double play and then Francona went to uh Brad Hand the lefty came out faced two consecutive lefties in the in the ninth inning actually got the last out of the eighth and then uh well one two three ninth picked up his first save as an Indian
1: yeah, that was, uh, you know, that's just like they drew it up, I'm sure, when they made this trade, when they, you know, they sent Mejia to uh, San Diego for those two guys. Uh, you know, we see, you know, kind of an emerging maybe setup guy in uh, in Simber, uh, definitely a matchup guy against right-handers. And then you've got Hand coming in, and I think three of the four guys he retired were lefties, so that lineup set up perfectly for him. And I, I – how would you like to be Terry Francona right now? I mean, this guy, he's got to be like a starving man at an all-you-can-eat buffet, you know, when Miller gets back. I mean, wh- who's he going to go to? You know, you've got Andrew Miller. You've got, uh, you know, you've got Hand. You've got uh, uh, Cody Allen. You- you've got, uh, you know, uh, Oliver Perez and-, and Neil Ramirez, who pitch very well for you. Who- you know, you- you- so he's got a-, a vast array of talent to go to. He's got a lot of different options. I think you're going to see him like he did with, uh, with uh, Miller and Allen. I think you'll see him flip-flop uh, closures at times, depending on the matchup. And, you know, we, we really don't know about Miller, how healthy he's going to be. But we should know by the end of this week if and when he'll be activated. You know, he's going to make some – he's going to uh, go back-to-back, I think, for Akron or at least throw, you know, a, a bullpen session and then pitch the next day for Akron. Uh, to simulate, you know, go, go making consecutive uh, appearances, and then they'll go from there. But uh,
0: w- we got the, the update from uh, Tito about Andrew Miller's, uh, you know, status. And, and it, this was after an outing in, uh, in AA where he gave up a, a couple – I think he was charged with three or four runs. Uh, yeah, four hit, runs. Hit a batter, twenty four pitches. Uh, by all accounts, on its face, it was just an ugly outing. But, you know, there were, there were infield singles and, and this and that. And, and Tito's reaction was sort of, you know, hey, if we get this guy going and rolling over the next two months, nobody's going to care that he gave up, uh, you know, three, four runs in a double-A game in, in late July. And that, that really was sort of the, the pervasive, you know, attitude there in, in, in that update was, you know, hey, this is no big deal. Let's, he's, he's healthy, and that's the most important thing.
1: Yeah, that's the key, and and in, in all rehabs, you know, when a big leaguer goes to the uh, to the minors for a rehab, he doesn't want to be here. He'd be there, and most of the time, you know, the stats uh, uh, portray that. And uh, as long, like you said, Joe, as long as he's healthy, that's that's what he's there for. He's there to get healthy. He's there to get his timing down, his work in, and then uh, you know, then to get to the big leagues and then he turn it back on. But you know, I don't think results really matter on on. Miller's rehab or really any big leaguer's rehab. They, they just want to make sure that he's healthy, he can play, you know, he can post up when they need him, and you, you go from there.
0: All right, another, uh, you know, big league bat that's uh, down in the minors right now for the Indians. Uh, Yandy Diaz made a brief appearance over the weekend in Texas and uh, I believe the first game against Pittsburgh uh, when they got back to Cleveland. Uh, hit 500, hit the hit the snot out of the ball when he was in there, um, but but he's the first man out uh, when when they needed to activate a, a starter in Shane Bieber for for the the series in Pittsburgh. Where is Yandy Diaz right now in the hierarchy of things in the in the Indians' plans? Is he in the Indians' plans, or or is he uh, you know most likely to be traded at the trade deadline? Uh, in order to get a return on on something, you know, for the for the for the outfield,
1: yeah, you know, I don't know, you know, I think this is a guy that, you know, obviously can hit hit in the big leagues. I you know I worry about him because he seems to be a one dimensional hitter. You know, he goes to right field, he hits the hits the ball up the middle, goes to right field. It seems like you could defense him, uh, and uh, he. They tried to get him to, you know, the launch angle revolution has not uh, reached uh, Yandi yet, I don't think. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, they, they're they trying to get him to turn on the ball more. They think he will, but this guy isn't like 21, 22 years old. This guy's, I think he's 25, 26, around, right around there. So I, I don't know what, he's, what his future is, but he can certainly hit. You um, would like, you know, I, I'm encouraged that they're giving him some looks at first base. He's playing third base now, mostly in Columbus. Um, but, I, you know, I, I wonder why, why bring the guy up for, like, four games. You know, I, I, that, that, I, that was curious to me. And I don't know if it was a showcase or not. But I, I would certainly think he'd get people's attention, other teams' attention, the way he swings a bat. You know, he's got a big league body. He looks like, uh, oh. you know, <laughs> a Mr., Mr. Olympia, you know. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, so I, I think this is a, a, an interesting guy. I don't think uh, you don't want to ma- – they don't want to make another uh, Jesus Aguilar-type mistake on this guy, though. So, you know, and th- – but they played him all over the diamond. I don't know where this guy played, Joe. Well, what, what do you
0: think? And and Terry Francona said, you know, they probably did him a disservice last year by moving him around as much as they did. So he said that it's either going to be, uh, you know, first base or third base. He actually uh, – Tito said in Texas – that when Yanni first uh, arrived this year, uh, that he said the the coaches down in AAA had had thought that he was really taking to first base, which I thought was kind of interesting. If you've got you know Yonder Alonso and yeah. and Edwin Encarnacion both sort of you know locking that position up for the next couple of seasons here, uh, why you would be in you know, trying to make it. And again, your need is right field. Your need is the outfield right now. It's right. not, uh, it's not first base, but uh, apparently that's where Francona thinks that Yandy's, you know, best suited. So, uh, and Yandi turns 27 in less than two weeks.
1: So. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, this guy's, I mean, I know he played mostly in Cuba and he hasn't had a lot of big, you know, professional time in, in the States, but, he is what he might be. This might be what he is right now. And you know, Francona, you know, definitely said he's not. They don't think he can. He doesn't think he can play right field or left field. So you know, he's going to have to either DH or play play a corner infield spot. And as long as this arrangement stays right now, you know, with Kipnis at second, and he's not, he's not going to beat Ramirez out. So no. at third base. So uh, it's it's going to be an interesting thing. He might be a trade ship. He he very well could be.
0: Uh, speaking of the outfield, uh, the the trade deadline now uh, coming up on Tuesday, less than a week away, and there are candidates out there, I guess, for 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 trade possibilities. I don't think there's there's one or two that that would be like you know if they could get them, uh, you know, wow, guys, to to add to the Indians lineup. I, I would think uh, Nicholas Castellanos from yeah. uh, Detroit, if he's a guy who's made available. Uh, He would be uh, just a a huge impact player just because of the season he's having and their ability to control him the next couple of years after that, beyond that. Uh, He would be one. I think Billy Hamilton from Cincinnati would be a guy who, uh, you know, definitely gives you what you need in terms of base running and uh, defense in the outfield. Uh, Just a question of whether he can get on base enough and maybe a change, change of scenery would do that. Uh, the other options, you know, aren't necessarily the, you know, anything that sort of knocks your, knocks your socks off. Uh, Adam Jones is the guy that's most commonly talked about. Right. But, but he's, you know, comes with a $17 million price tag and or, or part of that, which they're willing to pay they, they've shown that they've, they've been willing, you know, with Jay Bruce, they were willing to do it, but is he going to hit enough and, and really, he's, he's lost a step in the outfield. And you've already got, uh, you know, an, an aging part-time outfielder in, in Roger Davis. Uh, and the same could be said for Curtis Granderson. He's another guy who they were, right. they were talking about. So, uh, you know, of the options, what do you think is out there? And, and what would you think they would have to give up in order to get one of those, you know, more attractive uh, options yeah. out there and right?
1: You know, I, I like out of all of those guys you, you talked about it was is Castellanos, but he's he's a right fielder, right? So right. I, mm-hmm. I guess you know you'd still have to uh, mix and match in center field, but at least you you'd have a right-handed hitter that you could hit, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere in the middle of the lineup, and he's you know like you said, I think he's 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 not a free agent until two thousand twenty. So yeah, that, that's an attractive guy to me. But, you know, they tried to make a deal with Te- uh, Detroit last year for J.D. Martinez, mm-hmm. but they just couldn't, you know, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't uh, settle on, uh, you know, what, what it was, uh, you know, Detroit really wanted, and he, he ended up going to Arizona. I think it's tough for the Indians in their position to make deals in, in the Central right now. They're going right. to get – held up by the by the teams and rightfully so I, they don't want this guy I'm sure they don't want to see Castellanos for the next Detroit doesn't for the next two or three years coming in and you know beating the Tigers without you know extracting their uh pound of flesh from the Indians
0: right now it goes both ways there I mean you don't want to have Yandy Diaz racking up numbers and and exactly uh, Adam Plutko winning ball games against you for the next you know <laughs> could be five years for you know Plutko it's that would be uh, a tough call. But, hey, here's what makes Castellanos really intriguing to me. He also plays third base. So yeah, in, a right, pinch, right. in a pinch, you know, or in, a, in one of those, you know, late, late moves or whatever, you move him to third. You move uh, Ramirez to second and put Kipnis back in center field. We got the Kipnis center <laughs> field option again, Paul. Everybody's yeah. favorite option you know, uh, there's
1: another guy that that I was looking at, Leonis Martin from the Tigers, the mm-hmm, center fielder. Martin, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. Martin, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe he's a you know a guy that you know he's been around. Uh, you know, he played with Texas. I think he played with Seattle, and and uh, he he might be a guy that could help. I don't know what kind of center fielder he, he is though. I, I I think he's hit pretty well. He's, he's hit, hit pretty he's
0: well. hit really well this year actually. Um, and yeah, he, he's not necessarily he. He's not Billy Hamilton, but he's also not Adam Jones. So, yeah. you know, he's probably fall somewhere in between the two of those in terms of what you'd be giving up uh, to play center field. Uh, so, yeah, there's – what do you think the likelihood that they make some sort of move and that it, it comes, you know, anytime before that, that trade deadline or do they wait until the non-waiver? Because if, if you don't if – don't forget – The Indians are sitting about sixth right now on the waiver uh, list, which means they can block any, you know, waiver trades to the top contenders, Houston, Boston, New York. Uh, And they're in pretty good position to, to, you know, sneak one of their sneak a deal by if they have to.
1: Yeah, I, I think, I definitely think they're going to do something. You know, they need to do something. The outfield, you know, is, 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 outside of Brantley is too much of a mishmash right now. And I, you know, I've, you know, and we saw Frank take a, a very similar outfield uh, to game seven of the, uh, of the world series in 2016. But I think if they can get a steady influence like a Jay Bruce, hopefully a right-handed hitting Jay Bruce, like they did last year, I think that would uh, make things much more smoother in the clubhouse and, and it'd be a much easier to manage for uh, Francona, so I definitely think they'll make a deal uh, and I, I think, you know, everyone says it's tough to make deals after you know July 31st and you know, you have to get waivers, that adds another layer to the complexity of it but if you want to make a deal, you can usually make a deal and I think, you know, so I think before August 31st we're going to have uh, the Indians are going to have a new, new outfielder somebody either in center field or right field.
0: All right uh as we head towards that august 30, or i'm sorry before that july 31st deadline uh the indians are going to be getting back into the central uh they're they're taking on detroit again this weekend uh they they have detroit minnesota uh la comes to town and then they've got the white Sox. uh it, it, it's it's a time when they can really get sort of Back on track uh, after uh, an up and down couple of weeks here, coming out of the break.
1: Yeah, definitely, they're back in their weight class. You know, <laughs> what are they? What are they? Ten and three against Detroit. They're, you know, the, Minnesota's giving them a run. You know, the, the Twins are six and three against them. And uh, I'm looking here, the White Sox and, uh, and the Indians are eight and two against the White Sox. So, you know, this is this is the you know the, this is where they they kind of make their money here. This is where they put the division away. You know, this is where they dominate, and, uh, you know, it, it, like you said, Joe, it's probably time to make a move here and, and just stretch this thing out, but we've been, you know, we've seen it go, what, all the lead go all the way to about 11 and a half, but then it always kind of creeps back. You know, I would really like to see the, the Twins kind of, you know, put it together and push this team and just see what the Indians are capable of doing, because right now, I think they know they have this thing won, and, you know, it's... I, I, you know, you, you, you I, to me, I, I get a sense of urgency from this team. Like every three or four games, I don't get that consistent buzz from a team that is is trying is really wants to play its best every night. You know, it, it you get that from a couple players, but I, you know, I, I, just think it's human nature that, you know, when you've got a big lead and the whole division is rebuilding except for you and maybe the Twins, I, I you know, you you can. You know, you're not looking over your shoulder every day. And you've got to have a a sense of urgency. You've got to play scared sometimes. And uh, I I don't feel that from this club.
0: Well, last season through 101 games, the Indians were 56-45. and This year they're 55-46. and So there's still (laughs) plenty of time. For a 22-game winning streak? (laughs) Plenty of time for a 22-game winning streak and this team to to flip the switch and, and go on a run. Uh, again, we don't. You don't want to uh, rely on a 22 game winning streak, but
1: yeah, that's not going to what What happened once in a hundred years?
0: <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, all right, Paul. Uh, safe travels to Detroit and Minnesota this week, and we will be in touch to to get an update next week uh, about this time. Okay, Joe. Thanks, buddy.